We're now uh, going to move on uh, to our reading. And uh, the reading today is taken from Matthew chapter 15, verses 21 to 28. And then Kel is going to come and bring our word. And uh, the talk that he's bringing today is the power of faith in adversity. So Matthew chapter 15, reading from verse 21. Leaving that place, Jesus withdrew to the region of Tyre and Sidon. A Canaanite woman from that vicinity came to him, crying out, Lord, son of David, have mercy on me. My daughter is demon-possessed and suffering terribly. Jesus did not answer a word. So his disciples came to him and urged him, Send her away, for she keeps crying out after us. He answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of Israel. The woman came and knelt before him. Lord, help me, she said. He replied, it is not right to take the children's bread and toss it to the dogs. Yes, it is, Lord, she said. Even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. Then Jesus said to her, Woman, you have great faith. Your request is granted. And her daughter was healed at that moment. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Over to you, Kel. Good morning. Good to see you, and good to see you who are with us online as well. I'm going to talk with you this morning about faith in adversity. And uh, I have to say, I have not had the match tonight in mind when I brought that message. So I will leave to you whether it's prophetic or not. But uh, thank you for inviting me and my family yet another time to uh, St. Barnabas Church, to this community, and not least to the Vicovitz, where we stay with Anne. Actually, upon arrival, we had to do five days of quarantine, so we have been quarantined with Anne for five days. So uh, imagine that. That has pri primarily been great fun and lots of garden work and so on in Anne's, in Anne's house. Today, I'll speak with you about the power of faith, especially in situations of adversity. Fundamentally, we believe in God. If you're a believer, you believe in God because of something. You believe in God because of God's love for you. You believe in God because of the life that Jesus lived, that when we read about it in the New Testament, it just takes our hearts. The way he met people, the way he was, the love he brought, the life he brought. We believe because of Jesus' death and resurrection, the Holy Spirit living in us, and so on, and so on. There are so many sentences we can say we believe because of this. You believe because someone, some, at some time, shared the gospel with you. It might be your parents, or it might be people later in life. We believe because. But no one and nobody walks through life without seasons of adversity where we have to believe despite, not because, but despite what we experience. 
And this is my topic with you this morning. Seasons in life where God seems silent, removed, absent, where we might even feel rejected by God. And today we just heard a story of a person believing in Jesus despite all the circumstances, despite her life experience. Jesus has been in Genesaret, and lots of people were healed. And now he has gone into unclean territory. He has moved into enemy land in Tyre and Sidon. And he, he's in a very different context. And here he is stalked by a person who, in the cultural perspective of Jesus' days, fully are the wrong person on the wrong spot. Everything is culturally wrong in that story. It is a pagan, non-Jewish woman who is speaking with a Jewish man. And that was culturally unacceptable in the days of Jesus. So she lived with two barriers in her life, two great barriers, race and gender. And actually, it's two barriers who to this very day, lots of places on the globe, are barriers, strong cultural barriers to community and to dignity for people, lots of places, race and gender. But despite these obstacles, she is shouting after Jesus, calling him son of David. She is crossing the barriers in her life. She is believing despite her circumstances. That's the kind of story we have here in the Gospel of Matthew. And the story is in itself so unbelievable that it must be true. There's no good reason to put in that story on that place in Mark's story unless it did happen. Because she does not fit in. She does not fit in. And when Matthew tells us that Jesus did not reply a single word, that total silence from Jesus. We don't see again in New Testament before we in Easter have the scene where Jesus is interrogated by Pilate before he, his crucifixion. Jesus was silent. This is the silence of God. Not a single word. This is the silence behind many of the Psalms of Lament and Old Testament. God's silence. God, where are you? This is the silence behind Psalm 22. My God, I cry out, but you do not answer. A psalm that Jesus himself were praying, shouting out on the cross. Psalm 22. My God, I cry out, 
but you do not answer. It is a kind of silence where we feel like God doesn't exist. There is no God. Maybe on your journey in faith, you have had moments or even season in life, in your, in your faith life, where you felt just silence from God. That is the silence that we see in this story with this woman. Jesus did not answer a word. But the disciples are there. Jesus brought his disciples with him on this occasion. This is why Matthew, who was in the group of disciples, was there himself and saw what happened. In New Testament, learning does not take place individually. It does not take place learning around Jesus in reading a book. Learning around Jesus takes place in groups, in communities, like your St. Barnabas community here, in villages, not as individually as it has become common in Western society. So the disciples lived with the same cultural barriers, and they say to Jesus, send her away. She does not fit in. And in a way, Jesus confirms, at first, at first, Jesus confirms it by saying, I'm only sent to the Jews. That is the order of salvation history, Jesus says, first to the Jews, later to the Gentiles. It almost appears like Jesus is accepting culture, race, and gender as legal barriers in the kingdom of God. What is happening in this story to the Jesus who taught the unclean and the untouchables? I mean, what happened to the Jesus who are always crossing barriers? It seems that he's accept, accept, accepting the barriers here in this story. But the woman keeps going, Lord, help me. She won't be held back by gender, race, or grumpy disciples. Nothing can hold her back. And some things happen in that very moment. Jesus breaks the silence and starts a conversation. Now, be aware, now it is Jesus on the move. Now it is Jesus crushing cultural barriers, by acting like a rabbi to a Gentile woman, a pagan woman. And he does it by beginning to tell a little parable, the parable about the dogs and the children. He says, you don't take the bread from children and give to dogs. I mean, not even in the records. Anne will take our food and give to her cats. You don't do that. But in the Middle East, 
dark was and still is a metaphor for your enemy. It's a way to speak badly about people. The way Jesus answers the woman appears hurting, even almost violating. But Jesus is doing some learning here. This is Jesus in a live classroom with his disciples. He wants to address the elephant in the room. Because all the prejudice that had filled the heart of that culture were also in the hearts of his disciples. In other words, Jesus is talking like the culture he is in to reveal what is at the core of that culture. And he does it by teaching the pagan woman in front of his disciples. And she's an amazing student. She answers very boldly, yes, 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 even the dogs will eat the crumbs that falls from the master's table. Jesus gives her challenge, and she challenges back to Jesus. She's an amazing student in the kingdom of God. This is the only time in New Testament where Jesus is losing a discussion. Now he is silent. Now he is astonished. Wow. Jesus responds, woman, you have great faith. Your request will be granted. He almost speaks to her like a servant if she was like a queen. That's the big game changer in this amazing story. Jesus is teaching a pagan woman as a rabbi. He praises her faith in front of his disciples. I can tell you they have been in absolute shock. No rabbi in Jesus' day would act as a rabbi towards a woman in a public place. You just don't do that. Jesus acts countercultural. Jesus acts like if I take an Italian flag and sneaks in on a park on Mill Road tonight. I'm sure that would be, that would be tense in the air. Jesus challenges his disciples' perception of reality and who can believe, who is faith for, and who can have faith in him. And by doing that, Jesus is teaching us something. Faith has the power to cross the deepest barriers, prejudices, and boundaries in this world. Over the last year, my family and I have had the joy of seeing a young Muslim come to faith in Jesus and being part of discipling him Later on the journey, for other reasons, he had to move to another place in Europe. And on Christmas Day of all days, he was suddenly alone, fully alone, in Vienna on that journey. And he called me, I'm on my own in Vienna, I don't know what to do. And I said to him, I don't know what to do, I th maybe Jesus knows what to do. 
So I tried in my network in the order of mission that I'm a member of and Anne is as well, uh, to find connections there. So I ended up getting in contact by, by God's provision and guiding a missionary who was in Vienna. I've never met that missionary. He has never met me. But I said, I have this young man I know. Could, could you meet up for coffee? And um, they met. And they had never seen each other before. And neither had I ever met that missionary before. But I spoke with that young man, that young former Muslim after. And they just connected. And that was just a testimony of how the power of faith works to cross all kinds of barriers in an instant, in a moment. Because they shared their faith in Jesus with so different cultural backgrounds they had, they still could connect and have deep community for an afternoon in Vienna they had never met before. Faith has the power to connect people across barriers. prejudice, and cultural boundaries like nothing else. That is the power of faith. So sometimes we really do believe because there are so many good reasons to believe in God. It just makes sense. Or we are experiencing the goodness of God or we are overwhelmed by the beauty of nature that leads our heart towards thanking God. Or we have met Jesus. Or we can see that faith was a powerful resource in the lives of our parents or relatives or friends. Or we have experienced Jesus' forgiveness and healing. Or we have found answers to big questions. There are all kinds of reasons when people share the testimony why they believe in God and Jesus. There are so many good reasons to believe in God. But other times, we feel like the woman in this story, Jesus is just silent. Other times, we find seasons of adversity, loss of meaning, despair, deep grievance, the absence of God. It is part of a faith journey for all of us. And the good news today from this story is that faith has the power to go beyond current experience. Your current experience with God is not a limitation for your faith in God. That is a deep insight throughout the centuries from the church fathers into this day. It is absolutely possible to believe beyond your feelings and what your perceptions and feelings tell you it is. That is the power of faith. So sometimes we believe not because, but despite. And when that happens, there's a specific dynamic to faith that can be brought forward. It's, it's like faith can rediscover its passion like we see with this woman who are so desperate. A passion that brings us far beyond our circumstance. 
This is faith who knows how to complain to God. Lament, shout out for God despite our circumstances. This is frank faith, bold faith. And it is exactly that kind of faith that this unknown Canaanite woman is a role model, is modeling for us, for any believer. She dared to believe despite all her external and internal barriers. She dared to believe when Jesus was silent. She really is a person of faith. Even though she was, in a way, the wrong person in the wrong place, she had faith. That's the power of faith. You can be the wrong person, feeling that you're totally in the wrong place, but faith is the game changer. She dared to believe. That is the good news today. Even if you experience that God is silent or feels absent, you can still believe. You can speak, you can pray, you can shout out to Jesus, and in doing that, walking the way of faith, despite your current experience. Many years ago, a young woman came to me as a pastor with exactly this experience. She had asked for a counseling conversation, and she came to my office, and we sat down, and even before saying anything else, she just said, God is not here. She, she brought up from the beginning of the conversation that high boundary barrier, God is not here. She was almost aggressive, but I thought there's a reason she wants this conversation. So I've, I think the Holy Spirit was leading me to this question that just came up for me, and I asked her, could you tell me about the God who is not here? And she began slowly to speak about God. And Jesus came into the picture in her words. And suddenly she began crying, so crying. She said, oh, he is here now. And I was thinking when I walked home from that conversation, she was a woman of faith. Brutally honest. But in her, with all her trouble, struggle, sense of depression and difficult circumstances, she at least were willing to speak about the God who was not here. And God intervened. The good news today is that faith is robust, much more robust than we think. It is us 
who are shaky, who are vulnerable human beings. Faith is robust. It has the power to bridge any gap that for us seems impossible. That's a kind of faith we pursue this morning, we pray for, we seek. Let's stand and pray, should we? Jesus, sometimes we feel like this woman we meet today in this story from the gospel. We've, we are the ones feeling that we speak into the empty air, empty space, and you're just silent. Jesus, give us the courage to believe despite circumstances, despite barriers, despite frustration. Despite our circumstance. Give us the courage we see in this woman this day to pursue you in faith. Despite that she could see all the boundaries and obstacles. Jesus, we thank you that faith in you can cross boundaries, prejudice, whether they are cultural, whether they are external or internal. That's the power of faith. I pray for the ones of us who feel we are in a season where you appear silent or absent. Give us the courage to speak honestly, to complain, to shout out for you. as we see in this woman in this story. Thank you, Jesus, that our faith in you is not depending on the exact emotions we have this day, whether our spirits are high or low or the struggles we have in our workplace or in our studies or in our family or in our marriage. Thank you that faith can reach beyond that and we may find you are here. You are here in my life.
Let this be a day of faith. A week of faith. Despite all the challenges. Thank you for the power of faith. Faith in you, Jesus. Amen.